Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Electric Welcome to Electric Leftovers. My name's Jason. This is episode 2892 or 285 or one of the pick one and it's that one. Okay. Speaking I <sighs> It's going to be like that today, isn't it? Sure it is. What do we got over at the website? Let's just pretend none of that happened. Since last we spoke, new Breath of Fire 3 for me, new Super Mario Brothers 3 for me, new Retro Force for me, new Evil Twin, Cyprian's Chronicles from Scarlet. Jade has a post for us about the Mega Man toy line in the forums. We've got Double Dragon and Destiny of an Emperor for soundtracks. Let's just keep this moving because the quicker I get it done, the less flip flip flop flip flop I will have when we flip flip flop. Long ago, in a time of magic and sorcery, an evil sorceress named Queen Bavmorda ruled the land under a reign of terror. Under She was, too. A baby had been born, who legend foretells, will destroy the wicked ruler, but the queen vows to slay the child first. Now the villagers of Nelwyn must band together to assist Willow, the child's chosen protector. As Willow, you must travel through mysterious forests and villages first evading the queen and her demons, then plotting to end her reign of terror. You will accumulate an arsenal of swords, shield, and most importantly, magic, which are necessary for your final confrontation. Outnumbered by the Nakmar army, you must rely on inner strength and determination to destroy the evil queen before it's too late. This is Willow. An adventure game for the NES, developed and published by Capcom, released in 1989, it is based on the movie Willow. You might have got that. 
by how it's Willow. Um, it kind of plays like uh, Zelda. It's very Zelda-y. I would even go so far as to say it is more advanced than the first Zelda game. I don't know if that necessarily makes it more fun, though. I think Zelda's more fun than Willow. Uh, what made Willow fun were the mimics, of course. Um, some of the characters from the movie made appearances, some did not. And, uh... Well, I know things about Willow now that I didn't know then. And one of those things is that they decided that one Willow just wasn't enough. So they made a sequel to Willow called Shadow Moon. It is not a movie. It is a three-piece, three-part novel series. And, oh man. Think of all the things that you loved about Willow. Think of all the things. Now imagine all of them being ruined. Purposely. It's not me saying that. It's purposely. Willow? His name's not Willow anymore. It's like Thor Drumheller. Or something like that. And he's always tired. He's the most amazing magician wizard man in the entire world. He's very tired. All the time. And uh, to escape danger, he turns into the floor. I promise I am not making any of that up. This Let's Play, though, eight parts. It was a monthly for January 2016. That's all you need to know. Face. It's review time. Fun! Very fun. Until you beat it or get so frustrated you smash the cartridge into little pieces. This is a Wild Guns review by Nif from 2004. Uh, this is an asterisk, so imagine this is happening. Bursts through a window. Hello! This is little Niffy's first review. Hope you enjoy it. Oh, Niffy. 
Storyline, 5 out of 10. There was a story? I didn't really notice, but the fact is, who needs a story with a game like this? I mean, the shooting and the blowing up and the sounds and the kaboom is all it really needs. You first start off picking between a guy and a girl. The girl has a rather high-tech pistol. It's fully automatic and no needs no reloading, smiley face. I found that rather amusing when blasting the crap out of people. And when she jumps, you can see her panties, pee face. The guy's name is Clint. Wonder where they got that from, flat face. And has a big rifle thingy and a cowboy hat. Fun. Gameplay, 8 out of 10. Now this is where it really starts, the whole action of running around the place as a cowboy with a machine gun that never needs reloading, taking out huge ass robots, <gasps> I said a bad word, and gunslinging cowboys grabbing that AK-47 lookalike and blasting everything inside just plain old fun. It kind of reminded me of Sunset Riders, the whole great funness of it. As soon as I jammed the game into the cartridge slot, I knew this was going to be a good one. Five dollars off of trademe.co.nz. Just the controls, the shooting, everything. This is all just when he jammed it in. He hadn't even turned it on yet. The first few levels are pretty stunning. Anywhere you shoot holes appear. I don't think that has been done on the SNES before. The only little niggle with it is that many people never get past the fourth or fifth area. I convinced one of my friends to try it. He just couldn't be bothered after dying 30 or so times in a row. Sound 7 out of 10. For an SNES game, the sounds are pretty hardcore. Just the gun sounds, the blasting music in the background, the people falling off benches and things from you blasting them off with a shotgun, and the big explosions with small yelps of the hapless people getting utterly destroyed with your massive amounts of TNT that seem to be magically spread around the level to kill everything in sight. That was one sentence. It's all good. Control 8 out of 10 for a pretty complex game like this, it's good, decent controls. It gets rather hard to aim and move at the same time when you first start playing, and then after a day or so it's like second nature. The blue crosshair works surprisingly well with everything in the game, it changes with each gun to correspond to uh, with that type of gun's spread, and that ever handy explosives key is well within reach. Because it's a controller, your thumb's probably touching it. At least you don't have to reach all the way to select like some other games I know. Which one? Well made controls, I must say. Overall, 7 out of 10. All around awesome game. Just a little, little frustrations of the difficulty. That's about it for bad points. If they remade this for the GameCube or at least PC, I would buy it. 7 out of 10. Uh, there is a Wild Guns Reloaded. I don't know what it is on. So good job, Niff. Here's our next one. Average shooting game from average reviewer R. Hunter from the average uh, November 1st of the average year 1999. Wild Guns! A 1994 shooting game from Natsume is a pretty good game for its time with six different levels. It's set in the wild, wild west and features a really southern feel to it. Cowboys and characters named Clinton and Andy, just to name a few things. Wild Guns introduces something unique for the west though, outer space. In the background, you see strange planets and weapons with heavy firepower. Definitely an interesting combination. I don't remember that. You get a third-person view and your basic goal is to shoot everything in sight. The two-player mode is a lot of fun too. It's a rare cooperative mode. In the game, you can picky up new weapons and items by shooting at them. The control is well done and really smooth. The graphics are pretty nice as well. The third-person view intensifies the battles and the sprites and backgrounds are really colorful. The sound is overall alright, but not great. The music speed things along and the explosions sound nice, but everything else is a little bleh. If you've played other shooting games, you'll probably enjoy Wild Gun and find it worth your while. If you don't like shooting games, you should probably leave it alone, though. All ratings are assigned as if they had been given when the game was first released. That was a disclaimer. Graphics 8, sound 7, gameplay 8, replay 7, rating overall is a 7. Yeah, the two lowest reviews for this were both 7s. 
Well, our hunter, uh, Niffy, I think, was more entertaining. But I like that you were very to the point. And I like that you didn't judge it based on, you know, today's standards. 2020 for a game that came out in 1994, 1995. So, uh, well done, both of you. You may have an ice cream cone. the news. Our recent alarming headline, a July 29th headline, in the Ken Ton B in Kenmore, New York, caught the attention of the Buffalo News. That's probably the Ken Ton B's only subscriber. Leprechaun spotted looting cars on Hamilton Boulevard. Kenmore Police, Police, Kenmore Police, turned into Archie Bunker for a second. Captain A.J. Kiefer told the news a white male with orange hair and wearing a green shirt and possibly plaid pants was reported to be looting vehicles on the street July 23rd. Police arrested a 36-year-old who measured 5 feet 11 inches and had someone else's debit card, but no pot of gold, according to Kiefer. He was charged with petty larceny. That's a... Nobody's like... For a leprechaun, that's like a giant, man. Government in action. About 176 Rhode Island taxpayers waiting for their refund checks got a surprise when the checks they received in late July arrived bearing the signatures of Mickey Mouse and Walt Disney instead of state officials. State Department of Revenue Chief of Staff Jade Borgeson told WPRI that the Division of Taxation uses the signatures on dummy checks for internal testings and the test image files were mistakenly added to real checks. Corrected checks will be reissued to the impacted taxpayers within one week, Borgeson said. Yeah, sure. I'll bet. Karen, not Karen. 
Oh, I heard about this one. Domino's Pizza Restaurants in New Zealand were forced to end a promotion to give free pizza to women named Karen that aren't, well, Karens. The promotion announcement read, UPI reported that customers named Karen were invited to fill out an application for one of 100 free pizzas, but people objected online, suggesting the chain offer food to minorities or people who have been impacted by COVID-19. We wanted to bring a smile to customers who are doing the right thing. Karen the nurse. Karen the teacher, the company posted on Facebook, but people interpreted this in a different way. Well, yeah. You know what? Domino's, your pizza's not very good and it's expensive. So there. What do you think about that? Least competent crib bundle. Crib bundle. Oh, man. I need to lay down. Least competent criminals. I'll get there. Just give me a second. Edward Thomas Shinzing, 32, was charged July 28th with arson for allegedly setting fires inside the Justice Center in Portland, Oregon on May 29th, beginning two months of protest in that city. The Oregonian reported the shirtless Shinzing stood out among the 30 people who broke into the building around 10.59 p.m., vandalizing offices and setting fires because of the large tattoo of his last name clearly visible across his shoulders on surveillance images, according to court documents. Shinzing, who was on probation at the time for domestic violence assault, is being held at the Justice Center. The one he tried to burn down. That's, uh, that's justice. Pueblo, Colorado police were intrigued to find a young man sleeping in a car parked behind a motel on August 2nd. Quote, since motels have rooms with beds that you can sleep in, said Captain Tom Rummel in a tweet. That's why you got elected, Tom. Upon running the car's license plates, he continued the officers found it had been stolen in an armed carjacking. And there on the front seat was a sawed-off shotgun, just like the victim said was used yesterday. KKTV reported the sleepy thief, a juvenile, was taken into custody and the car was returned to its owner. There's lots of reasons you'd sleep in your car in a motel parking lot. Number one, what if it's full? What if you got no money? What if you just stole a car and you need a nap? All perfectly legitimate reasons. Here's our police report. A 26-year-old man in Plymouth, England was detained on July 9th after officers working nearby heard a commotion. Oh, that's illegal in Plymouth. And looked up to see a man struggling with a seagull and biting it. Okay. It's going to turn into the lighthouse. He sunk his teeth into it before throwing it to the floor, a police spokesperson told Plymouth Live. The man told police the seagull had attacked him trying to get his McDonald's meal and also volunteered that he was under the influence of drugs. The seagull was clearly injured by the incident but flew off before we were able to check on its welfare, police said. The man was taken to a hospital for treatment. Seagulls are mean, man. They're jerks. And I think everybody should start biting seagulls and they would start leaving us alone. Can't take a joke, ladies and gentlemen, after pub owner Stephen Cotton jokingly announced in July that the beer garden at the Baltimore, Baltimore, not Baltimore, Baltimore Arms in Devon, England, would become the Yard Down International Airport for the summer, offering sightseeing flights. He was surprised to receive an official letter from Exmoor International Parks Authority's planning officer expressing concern about the change. We have a duty to look into such matters to understand if there is a breach, and if so, whether any action is necessary. Devon Live, that's not a thing, that's a guy, reported Cotton responded promptly at the social media post saying, All long-haul flights have been suspended forthwith. We apologize for any delays and remind you that the departure lounge facilities are still open. The park authority replied with good humor, and the taps remain open. Thanks, Devon Live. Someday you'll get a real job, 
You're basically doing what I do. Awesome. For her birthday, five-year-old Macy Clemens of Parker, Colorado, went on her first horseback ride and was hooked. So she wrote her wish for a pet horse on a balloon, signed her name on it, and let it soar. On August 2nd, Jennifer Houghton, who owns seven horses and lives about an hour away, found the balloon stuck in a fence, and it wasn't long before the two found each other through social media. Why does a five-year-old have social media? I feel like every little girl should get to enjoy the horse world, Houghton told KOAA. I couldn't get her a pet horse, but at least try to help try and help her ride and make somewhat of a dream come true. She's working with Macy's family to find a horse close to home that the family can lease. Wow, you gotta take it in, like leasing a horse is probably like leasing a car. You know, take it to the dealership, all that kind of stuff. Hopefully one day we'll be able to meet up and go for a ride together. Um she's an hour away. I, I drive more than half that just uh, in my commute. Just drive there. Oh boy. Father's Day in Taiwan is celebrated on August 8th, and Eva Air wanted to make it special, so working around global travel restrictions, it announced a Hello Kitty flight to nowhere. Travel and Leisure thus reported. The anime character decorated airplane is scheduled to take off from Taipei Toyan Airport and fly over the coast of Taiwan for three hours at 25,000 feet, then land again at the same airport. Guests will receive a special goodie bag, enjoy a seafood feast created by a Michelin three-star chef, and be given the opportunity to purchase Hello Kitty duty-free products at a big discount. Tickets cost $180 for economy seats and $215 for business class. The business class on the Hello Kitty single-stop tour. Revenge, ladies and gentlemen. An unnamed man in Carnes, North Queensland, Australia, posted notices offering a $100 prize to the person able to best impersonate Chewbacca from Star Wars. But the contest turned out to be a hoax designed to harass the woman who dumped him. The posters listed the woman's phone number and invited contestants to call and deliver their best Chewbacca roar. The woman, identified only as Jessica, we couldn't get a name for the guy, told Nine News, I'm getting phone calls at really strange hours of the night. I thought it was quite funny, actually. A good joke. However, she drew the line when the ex abandoned his car without tires in the driveway of her home, blocking her in. The police are going to do something about it, she says. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, it was all fun and games till you blocked her in. Nature Calls, ladies and gentlemen. An Amazon delivery driver in Nuthall, Nottingham, England is out of a job after Sharon Smith, 53, discovered him defecating in her back garden in late July. Smith said she saw the man run toward her garden and went to investigate. I asked what the heck he was doing, Smith told Metro News, and he just remained pooing whilst asking me what my problem was. The cheek of it! The driver, that was in the story. The driver told police he wasn't feeling well and was desperate and he didn't realize he was in a private garden. Smith agreed not to press charges as long as he cleaned up the mess and his employer was informed. Amazon promised a gift voucher as a goodwill gesture. Well, I, what's it take for me to get some goodwill from Amazon, huh? You got enough, Bezos. You could give everybody a thousand dollars. That's Goodwill.
Okay, you guys, that is going to be it for the show this week. Um, how, well, how was it going to say? How you doing? That would be what we asked at the beginning of the show. Hope you had a good time. Hope you enjoyed listening. Check out all of the soundtracks and the videos for everything we talked about here over at lowbiasgaming.net. If you'd like to find me on Twitter and all of that jazz, links are in the description. Uh, check out the show on any podcast software of your choice. Please go ahead and leave us a review or whatever, or leave a comment if you're watching this on YouTube after the fact. New episodes come out every Thursday, and uh, y'all just be good, stay cool, stay safe. Don't uh, don't bite any seagulls unless they start it. Then go ahead. Electric Leftovers is a low-bias gaming production. Low-bias gaming. We play games.